Hey there, listeners. Welcome to This Humana Life, a podcast for all Humana associates. We have amazing stories to tell and learning experiences to offer. We also believe the best knowledge is knowledge that is shared. Throughout our podcast journey, you'll hear advice from thought leaders, gain insights into areas of expertise other than your own, and hear the inspiring stories of others. This production is made possible with the support of the Women's Network Resource Group and by the dedication of our core team. I'm Tara DeLucia. I'm Carmen Pantoja Evans. I'm Brittany LaMere. And this podcast is produced by Melissa Nichols. We're looking forward to hearing what topics are important to you. Join the conversation in our buzz group by visiting go forward slash THL. Also, make sure to text the acronym THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile Thursday morning. Well, welcome listeners to another episode of This Humana Life. I am Carmen Pantoja Evans and I'm here with co-host Tara DeLucia. We will we enjoy being able to just have the two of us and to be able to bring in who we are excited to talk with, which is Jen Us Network Resource Group, Jen Us NRG. So we have Sharon Tavera and Neil Pierce with us on the show. Welcome, Neil. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you. Thank you, Carmen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so as we get started, we have to know, we ha- we like to hear about a snapshot of your career journey at Humana and what brought you to Humana. So, Neil, can we start with you? Tell us a little bit about Neil. Sure, I'd love to. Thank you. So I've got a career that spans well over 40 years, so I'm definitely a, a boomer. Uh, I've been in health insurance my entire career. Uh, that's kind of unique. I was with several companies prior to coming to Humana. Chose to come to Humana because I was living in Tallahassee, Florida, and was looking for more opportunity than Tallahassee could provide, and Humana was able to provide that. So I've been with Humana for 15 years. I always claim that I'm one of the unique souls within Humana because I've been working for Humana going on 15 years, and I've only had two leaders. And I've never changed teams. And some people may see that as a detriment. But for me, the reason I've stayed in this role is because I have been exposed to so many different types of projects and processes and things like that. So I'm with Strategic Communications, and we serve as a communications hub. Most of the outgoing member communications, that includes orders, includes email, SMS text, uh, backhauls, and that sort. So that's kind of where I am now getting to you now. And that's, that's pretty cool because when I think about only having two leaders over your tenure here, that that's, I mean, I've been on the same, I've been in the same organization for the nine years I've been here, but that's pretty cool. I've had a few different leaders. So um, it's awesome, awesome, awesome. It well, is unusual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Sharon, what about you? Um, Yeah, thanks. Um, So I've been with Humana. It's going to be 22 years in the spring, and I um, I really love how I kind of got here. So let me let me kind of set the stage a little bit because it's it all does come together at one point. I promise. So um, after high school, went to college, but kind of had too much fun right out the door, and so I quit uh, about a year and a half in. And I decided to go to cosmetology school and um, focused on 
So I was a nail technician for a couple of years working in a salon, and one of my clients was a leader at Humana. Um, this is up in Green Bay, so where I'm originally from. And um, her and I over the years got to know each other, and we talked, and I feel like she really mentored me a lot. And, and I made a decision to go back to school, that I was going to go back finally. I was settled enough in my life. She's like, well, why don't, why don't you come work for Humana? And, you know, at first I thought, well, really, what would I do there? Anyway, I applied for a role. I interviewed, and I got a job um, working in the Humana Dental Call Center. So I took all Humana Associates dental calls related questions and continued to do her nails for a couple of years, too, on the side. Um, but over that course um, of years, like every nine to 12 months, uh, in my role, I, I kind of got an itch to learn something new. So in the dental organization space, in about seven, six or seven years, I probably did seven or eight jobs, right? I went from calls to claims to financial recovery mm. um, to doing all kind of different things, building upon each other, and, and was still going to school. And um, got a degree in international business, and Humana then also came kind of tapping on my shoulder and said, we have a project that's international would like you to be part of it. And I thought, fantastic. So um, went abroad for a couple of months and did the project, and that was great. And then about 15 years ago, um, decided to move to Florida. And Humana was gracious again and said, well, we don't want to lose you. How about you pivot and move into a sales training role, which I, you know, I was in operations, total black and white sales training at the time 15 years ago was a completely different world. But I pivoted, and I spent about the last 15 years in learning and development, um, where I mm. did sales training for dental, and then I, it morphed into leadership development, and then I sat in HR for a period of time and helped run our learning consortium. And then a year ago, I came back to dental and um, have been in the last year in the provider engagement space. So I deal with all of our Humana Dental in-network providers. So it's just been... You know, looking back, it's kind of cool to kind of see the the path now, but I, I didn't see that always at first. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of a snapshot of where I've been, and I just think it's so interesting, like, how it all got me here and, and that I've kind of come full circle again back in dental. It, well, I, I, I think, it, you know, your journey is quite fascinating in so many ways, and like you said, you pivoted right back to where you kind of came from, right? Yeah. But that you, um, you know, where, how you were really um, introduced to Humana through the leader, and then you um, went back to school, it sounds like, and got your yep. degree, and I guess Humana helped you with some of the funding, I suspect. Yeah, Yeah, Absolutely. so yeah, did the same way here for me, so I appreciate that and thankful for it as well, and so that's really cool, uh, you know, part of me being in the same organization, not doing the same thing over the years, but, but um, you've had your hand in a few different things so you have learned along the way so that's awesome thanks for sharing that journey and it just goes to show how many different hats you can wear how many different departments and organizations you can be part of and learn along the way so thanks for sharing your journey Sharon sure and I love that you had this mentor in your life who kind of like just it sounds like very carefully um, pushed you in a way that um, probably change the course of your life, which is yeah, which is really awesome. Yeah. So and I'm gonna start with you on on this question because I think it almost rolls in nicely, but 
What's one thing you wish you had known when you started your career? What was that, that takeaway yeah. there? I think um, I wish I would have understood that it's a marathon and not an overnight sprint. Because, mm -hmm. and I'm still, I'm still this way. I am an inherent learner by heart um, and by nature, and I love to learn, and I love to be challenged, and I love to grow. But I'm, I'm naturally very curious. And if you said to me today, Sharon, we want to pick you up and plop you over in pharmacy, I'd say, great, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Um, but I wanted so badly early on to grow so fast and furious. See that looking back. Um, I don't know that I always appreciated all the opportunities I had. I'm so grateful for the things that have kind of fallen into place that really allowed me to build on those experiences, that to, to tell my kind of my history out loud like that. It's so great looking now at it backwards. But in those moments, I couldn't see that these were all preparing me for what was to come. It was more I was kind of like, well, why aren't I growing? I want to do something to, like, I wanted it now, right? Like that, that child that just, I didn't have any patience. I, I wanted to grow. I wanted to get from point A to point Z immediately. And so I wish I would have had a little bit more patience. That's so true. It's just so hard when the unknown is before you and you trust that there's going to be something good, but it's just the patience part. It's, it's so hard. I completely understand that. Mm -hmm. um, Neil, what about you? What's something you wish you had known when you started your career? There's a few things, and I'll, I'll mention them, then I'll get to the one thing I, I really want to emphasize. But I kind of align a lot with what Sharon was mentioning. You know, early on, I wish I'd recognized that change is good. When I got out of college, gosh, really back in 1980, I went through a few companies real quick, and then I settled down with one company, which I was comfortable with, had good growth. I uh, was learning, and I stayed with them for, gosh, like 22 years, and I came to Humana, been with them for 15 years. For, so the vast majority of my career, I've been with two companies, which, again, isn't detrimental because I've grown, but I could have recognized some other opportunities by looking on the other side. Uh, some other things I, you know, I wish I'd been more aware of is how to recognize and leverage opportunities. And, you know, as I mentioned, I, I came out of college, I, got an, I had an IT degree, and uh, I, you know, I lived through the computer growth, the boom, from going to mainframes to the um, PCs that came out in the 80s and 90s. In the 90s, there was the dot-com boom, uh, and now this millennium, we've had the, the mobile boom. I think virtual reality is going to be the next big thing that's coming up. You know, I recognize those things, but I've never really leveraged them to my, to my benefit. So I wish I'd looked at that closer. Um, another thing that was apparent when I came to Humana was public speaking. I, as I mentioned, I spent 22 years with another company. It was a small company. I grew, but you never, you never did do much public speaking. I bet you over the course of those 22 years, I was, I presented in front of people less than 10, 10 times. And within three months of coming to Humana, it was apparent if I didn't get that in my, um, as an asset to myself, it, I wouldn't go very far with Humana. So I joined Toastmasters and was able to leverage that somewhat. But um, the, the one point I would say I, that I wish I'd known when I started my career, and it's probably more personal than anything else, is what's my end game? You know, going through your career, you're, you're really 
really just focused on improving and getting better at what you do. But I wish I'd thought about where do I want to finish my career? And I say that because I sit here in Louisville, Kentucky right now. Fortunately, my father's still alive, but he's in Alabama. My mother passed away last year. She was in Alabama. I wish I had an end game that said, okay, you're going to finish your career close, closer to your family. So that's the point I'd like to really make and emphasize for those just starting their career and in the middle of your career. Do you think that that changes over time? Because I think it's probably a good best practice to have an idea of what your end game is going to be. But then I right. guess that could evolve, you know. But the point is to have it to have something in motion or, or in mind. Right. Exactly. And that yeah, is it's something. Yeah. Go ahead, Carmen. No, I was going to say it's just interesting just just to hear Neil speak as well as. Sharon and and I it can almost like echo some of those some of those um, lines sentences um, feelings and uh, it just and, and that's true you know what would your twenty year old something tell your current something you know and you just don't right. know and yes and just like Tara said you know it does evolve and it can change based on your season um, so I appreciate appreciate all that and Neil and. The next question I'm going to start with you, and um, it's one piece that I also just wrote a note about was um, I was thinking about how Humana has changed over, you know, over the years and is changing for the future. And I know, as you mentioned, you're you're an you're IT um, type person, and and when you said the virtual reality, it was like, wow, I wrote that down. And you know, I you hear about it, you see about it, you think about it, you read about it, you wonder about it. And um, and I'm not saying that, you know, that is where you see it changing in the future, but um, it, how, how do you see Humana changing? Do you think it will be virtual reality? 2020 is a tough year, huh? Mm -hmm. uh, it's hard to tell how this is going to impact the future of Humana and the future of you know, our society. You know, for sure it's going to change. It will always change. But, you know, I think what I see is that, and this is what Humana is trying to drive also by being a well-being company, is that healthcare will become a lifestyle rather than a go-to behavior. You know, it, it, it will continue to be a challenge because, you know, we have, we're challenged with sedentary lives in the business that we are. We're sitting behind the computer eight to ten hours a day, and we're challenged with that. But I mean, this is where I see virtual reality coming in to play. You know, it, it can help us remain active during the day. Uh, it can change the way that Humana provides healthcare to our members. I had the opportunity of, gosh, seven or eight years ago to be able to go visit Georgia Tech in Atlanta. And some of the things they were doing there were just fantastic. I mean, it, it, was, it was called a healthy home. And it was a home designed to take care of the people living in the home. For example, the the mirror could sense your temperature. Mm. Um, the, the toilet could take samples and and test you know test your, your the samples. Um, it could monitor where you are in the house when you sleep at night, whether you're getting a healthy rest or not. Monitor your heartbeat during during your sleep. 
enable Humana to go back to the old days of where the decision actually visit the member in their house, virtually of course, but be able to also take all these metrics and measures just to monitor the health of that, that patient. So, you know, I see us moving more towards, and especially with COVID this year, more towards home health care. And I think Humana sees that also, but I think they'll also be supplemented with all these all this great technology that will enable us to get there. And I find that so fascinating and interesting in itself. And, you know, if it wasn't for this, the, our current situation with COVID, you know, now we I think we've kind of fast forward, put the, you know, a little more speed behind um, thinking that way. And um, I just, I find that interesting and fascinating. And everything you said about monitoring the heartbeat, the mirror, the commode, everything, you know, I think about, I just had a granddaughter about five months ago, and even my um, my daughter puts this monitor around her waist so she can, you know, see her heartbeats or her, you know, everything. It monitors everything while she's while Ivy sleeps. So I, I, can, I can see that happening just so, so easy. And boy, I, they didn't have those things when I was having babies. So <laughs> it's already no, happening. not at all. Yeah. And, and, and they're, all, they're also look at, looking at monitoring your brain waves without any kind of connections to your brain. Mm. And I, I saw an example of, it was very, very elementary, but I saw an example of there's a TV screen and by somebody thinking something, they were able to change the, the visual on the TV screen. It's amazing where they're going with this stuff. Oh, my. Um, I mean, it's fascinating, and it's kind of scary all at the same time. It is, yes. Yeah, yeah. So that that's awesome. And, you know, and Sharon, I mean, your thoughts, I mean, because you're from a yeah. different department, <laughs> different organization, you know, and, 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 you know, so how do you see Humana? changing in the future. Yeah, I mean, what Neil was saying, I kind of was sitting back going, gosh, it seems so Jetson, right? Like, yeah, so, Jetson. so futuristic, yeah, exactly. you know, thinking yeah, exactly. about it. But, um, you know, I, I, think, I think Humana, when I think about our leadership, we've done a really good job. I think they are. They're, they are way in front. Every time I hear something new, I'm like, wow, I didn't think that was even possible. How did they know this? <laughs> right? So I'm always kind of blown away already at what we're doing. But I think that... I think we're just going to continue to see more and more where we're so focused on that member and, and helping the member in their home and leveraging the member's experiences and their feedback and listening, right? Like I see us continuing to just listen and grow and learn and know what's out in the technology space and leverage that for our members. Like I'm just, I'm really impressed at what we've done over the past few years in general. Um, and all the things that we've lifted up off the ground, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I actually, you know, again, because I'm so, I'm so curious, I'd love that space where I know for some having all that information can be, well, what are they going to do with that data? But for me as a human, if I could learn to be rewired and kind of be my best self and really have that data, I'm very driven by data. So if data could tell me, Sharon, stop eating this and you'll finally lose that 10 pounds you need to lose, That'd be great, right, if you could get me to that point where it could be that simple, where we could tweak each other, our, 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 how we operate our bodies and, and what we're doing to have our best health based on actual data. That'd be great. That is really cool. Uh, I, and, I, and I understand based on what Neil was just sharing with us that 
Um, it would monitor your brain waves, what you're even watching on television, which I guess in result is, you know, make whatever I see be a learning to make me a healthier person. So I, I hear what you're saying, Sharon, and I, boy, I, let's create this, right? And like you said, yeah. it's probably happening. It's 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 happening. Um, like you mentioned at Georgia Tech, no telling how much more advanced they are at this moment in time and you know, and helping the member in their home, as you mentioned, Sharon, and, um, and meeting them where they're where they are. You know, depending yeah. on what access they have, you know, because there's a lot of folks. Um, you know, I think you mentioned something about having your parents still around. I know my 88 year old mom. You know, she still has a flip phone, so it's she. It, any of the techie stuff would not work for her. But it's going to happen at some point in time, and uh, it, it may happen in in my lifetime. Um, so that's really cool. All interesting. And and here's the thing: if if we don't do it, somebody else will. Right. And so that's what I I love about Humana is, and I think really Sharon, that was where you we were headed. It's just that we have been so uh, progressive. I feel like yeah. and so ahead of the game on so many different things, and the technology. Um, people's ability to use technology is just going to continue to improve and. I don't know. There's just going to be a, a lot more um, health benefits from it in the in the long run. You are listening to This Humana Life with co-hosts Tara DeLucia, Carmen Pantoja Evans, Brittany Lemaire, and our special guest. Be sure to text THL to 239-355 to have new episodes sent straight to your mobile or share with us on Yammer at go slash THL. Um, let me let me shift it a little bit to culture. You know, both of you have had a, a a long journey with Humana, which always amazes me. I mean, you hardly ever meet people who are here for oh, I've only been here three years. You know, you hear people who have been here for over ten years. So how we'll start? You know, we'll start with you, Neil. How have you seen the culture change over the time you've been here? It's definitely been an evolution, not a revolution. And, you know, when I first started here, it was suits and ties and appropriate dresses for females. And look at where we are today. Sitting at home, you know, I'm sitting here working in my workout clothes and talking to you guys. It's, it's changed quite a bit. But I can't help but think it's going to be cyclical in, in that at some point we'll start going in the the opposite direction in that, you know, some somebody 50 years from now will probably say, hey, you know, it would be a good idea if we had all offices, offices and work in the same place. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know? Wow. Uh, so, yeah, I've seen it, you know, when I first got here, it was open spaces and suits and ties. Then we gradually evolved to just, you know, business, the casual business. And, you know, what the impact of COVID and everything else that's going on in the world today will have in the future of our culture, you know, you might need to pick, figure it out, but it's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. That made me smile because even in, you know, I've been here 10 years and there's so many things I've watched on the pendulum as well. And when people are like, oh, we have this new idea, I'm like, oh, no, no, that was that was the idea from 10 years ago. Just redoing <laughs> exactly, it again. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. But yeah, Sharon, what about you in terms of culture? Yeah. What, is, what have you noticed over time? 
Um, yeah, so I mean, 22 years, you, you see a couple of things um, or two, because I started when I was 12. I just want to make that really clear. Um, <laughs> I was trying to get it out there. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, um, you know, so when I started 22 years ago in, in Green Bay, um, I, I think you guys are probably going to get a kick out of this. We actually used to, when I became a new leader, uh, we had etiquette training. Um, wow. Yeah, we had a course on kind of like where oh. to put your fork, how to show up. Wow. Um, even even we had conversations about makeup and how to, as a female, to dress you know appropriately. Mm. Um, so I think about that, and then you know, so so that's that. But I think the one thing that I really have to say um, that I actually, for me, I'm so proud and I'm grateful because of COVID for this. So I've been technically a, a virtual associate for the last 15 years since I moved to Florida, and now I'm actually back in Wisconsin again, um, came kind of full circle back back home. But um, just our response to being virtual. Um, so what I think and what I'm hopeful, while I hope people, you know, get to eventually go back in the office, I hope our leaders um, from the top to the middle to, to the frontline leaders really understand that um, we can work anywhere. Right, that there. I think there for a long time there was this misconception about the idea of what someone who worked from home was like. Because I was, I, I felt it because I was really work, working at home before there was a physical work at home policy. But there was kind of also like this undertone of, are you watching TV? Are you laying on the couch? What are you doing? And the reality is, is I think COVID has allowed every one of us to realize, oh, hey, wait. We can be productive. Now, I am a huge proponent of seeing people face-to-face. -face. Don't ever get me wrong. I think that's amazing. But I think we can think about our hiring practices differently. I think we can maybe hopefully realize that I don't have to be in the same office as you. We can build a relationship. We can get work done from wherever you are. And let's look at the talent that a person brings. Um, so I'm really excited about that. It's so funny, too, because I don't know if you have friends that are like, oh, you work from home? That's so great. Like, how do you even get any work done? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't even get to go to the bathroom. Like, right. that's, that's what's happening on this side of, of uh, work. But they always, they always tease me because they're like, you work harder than anybody we know um, from home. But it's, it's a great point. And not only that, but, like, I'm excited for leaders to – to be a little bit more aware of the virtual parts of the team. Yes. So let's say everything goes back to normal, which who knows what normal even means. But, um, you know, I think there's a newfound respect and understanding of what it takes to engage and truly be a leader when you have, you know, a very um, uh, a virtual aspect to your team. You know, uh, people are in the office. or There's just going to be a new sensitivity to that, which, which will be good, I think. Yeah. When you talk, yeah, and Sharon, you talked about how um, you like face-to-face, -face, even though you've been at work at home for quite a few yeah. years, and, and I've been in office um, for all these years until now. And uh, so, I mean, I I still like that face-to-face, -face, just like you said, and, and but I will tell you, I like Tara was just saying, I work harder or I work longer I take less breaks being at home than I was in the office because you would get sidetracked by somebody tapping you on the shoulder or, or you know, just anything. And that's it for this episode, but the conversation isn't over. Make sure to catch part two next week.
You can share with us on buzz at go forward slash THL. And don't forget to subscribe by texting THL to 239-355. We want to thank you for spending time with us this week. We can use our guiding behaviors and speak up with candor to share our Humana stories through this podcast. Let's keep the conversation going together about this Humana life. Until next time, be intentional, stay curious, and inspire others.